G'day, welcome to the sixth episode of the Bailed Up Podcast. I'm Albie and today on the Bailed Up Podcast we have four great segments for you. First off we'll have the Water Snag segment where we talk about something that has happened that is amazing in cricket. Then we'll be talking about the news, big news happening in around the cricketing world in the weekly whack. And then we'll go on with the obscure rules, the most popular segment, and then we'll finish off with some predictions to round off the podcast. So on to the first segment, What a Snag. Welcome to What a Snag, where we talk about an amazing moment that has occurred in the recent occurrence of cricket. Now today, if you haven't been following the Ashes, the first Ashes test, it went Australia's way, but on the first ball of the Australian bowling innings, Pat Cummins on his first um, test as captain, he decided to bowl first, which obviously was a good idea. Mitchell Stark came in looking aggressive and bowled Rory Burns around his legs. Rory Burns did look a bit nervous, stepped over onto the offside to try and play on the leg side, but he really didn't need to. It swung late round his legs and smashed leg stump out of the ground. The whole of the Gabba Stadium erupted in noise. It was one of the best Australian cricketing moments I think I've ever seen. It was it was amazing. I'll play the audio now. The amount of excitement every everyone was. Every single call of the radio and the TV, they were all ecstatic of what of what had happened and obviously Mick Stark and the Aussie boys were extremely excited as well so that is the water snag for this week and on to the weekly whack welcome to the weekly whack where I summarize the fortnightly news in the cricketing world now straight on to it we have lots of news Australia have won the first test of the ashes quite convincingly there was a bit of comeback in the f- a day f- third day when Dawood Malan and Joe Root put on a massive partnership, but that just wasn't enough. Joe Root falling short of a sanctuary for the eighth time in Australia, which is unfortunate for him. And also, very big news leading into the second Ashes test. The second Ashes test is already underway, but I will repeat this. Pat Cummins was a close contact of COVID-19 on the eve, the night before, in Adelaide. Um, he was in a restaurant um, in Adelaide and although he was tested negative, he was inside and was ne- deemed a close contact, although the people he, who he was with were tested ne- negative and were allowed to continue with their daily life. But Pat Cummins had to go through with five days of um, lockdown and in a hotel and couldn't be around his team while the other people were just allowed to be tested negative and continue their daily lives. And also that makes it a bit more confusing is that Mitchell Stark and Nathan Lyon were in the same restaurant but they were outside so they were not deemed close contacts which makes it a bit confusing. And then also more big news, Manus Labashane becomes second-ranked ICC Test batsman in the world after his performances in both Brisbane and Adelaide. He pushes in front of his um, friend 
and fellow teammate Steve Smith and is still behind Joe Root. And then because of, and then on to the next bit of news, because of Pat Cummins missing out, it meant that Michael Nessa makes a very forced debut and a very surprising debut. And then Jai Richardson returned to test cricket because of the injury of Josh Hazelwood. Um, on to Michael Nessa. Very ecstatic times for him. He picked up a wicket on the second ball of his first over. He is a very popular man around the Australian setup and the Australian team. He has been a permanent 12th man for nearly three years now. He has been um, in the squad for 23 of the last 25 Australian tests, which is amazing. And it was great to see him debut. And then on to the BBL. Uh, Josh Philippi is leading the Golden Bat, where he continues great run of form for the Sydney Sixers. He wins. He won the game for the Sydney Sixers off the back of um, a magnificent 99 not out. A bit sad that he couldn't make it to that um, three-figure total, but he won the game for his team against the Melbourne Stars. While um, on the other team, Glenn Maxwell made his maiden BBL. Sanctuary of 107 out, but um, that was outshined and outshadowed by Josh Phillips' 99. That means that the Sydney Sixers are first on the ladder with one loss and three wins, but while the Scorchers are behind them but have not played uh, as many games as them and they are undefeated after three games. And then back to Mitchell Stark. Mitchell Stark is the world's best pink test bowler or the day-night test bowler and he has 50 wickets in eight matches that is amazing for him that's his continued run of form and as he said the pink ball is more white than red thank you Mitchell Stark we didn't already know that already but that is he swings the ball he hoops it around he is amazing in the day-night test format he is great at what he does, so let's see he can continue in the second innings of the Adelaide Test, because we're halfway through the Adelaide Test, and then the final test of the Ashes series is to be played in Hobart after it was cancelled in Perth, but... And the Hobart test will be the finale and will be also a day-night test. So that will be great for Mitchell Stark. So he can hopefully continue his great run of form. And then also the WNCL season has started, which is the Women's National Cricket League, which is the uh, one-day cup of with the women's. They have The rain has stopped play in the Victoria versus New South Wales and there is rain delay around all around there, so they will not be playing. And then that is all we have time for today on the weekly whack. That is just a summarization of the weekly news or the fortnightly news, and that's quite a lot of news. So take that in, soak it all up, and get ready for the next segment of Obscure Rules. Welcome back to Obscure Rules, which is the most popular segment on the show. This is the third segment for the Bowed Up podcast episode for today. Today on Obscure Rules, we'll be talking about a very obscure rule, as it says in the name. It is quite a complicated rule, and that is the umpire call rule in the DRS, or the Decision Review System. The umpire's call rule was introduced back in 2016 by the International Cricket Council, or the ICC, as part of the decision review system. Um, It is quite complicated, but 
I'll get into it. It was done to encourage the on-field umpire, so at the bowler's end or the one standing behind the wickets as the bowler's running in and also the square leg umpire to make decisions and give them the benefit of the doubt in case of very close or marginal LBW decisions. LBW meaning leg before wicket. And I'll just say the specific wording of the rule as per the ICC, umpire's call is a concept within the DRS under which the on-field decision of the bowlers and umpire shall stand, which shall apply under the specific circumstances set out in paragraphs 3.4.5 and 3.4.6 of Appendix D, where the ball tracking technology indicates a marginal decision in respect of either the impact zone or the wicket zone. The impact zone of the wicket zone, meaning that where the ball has impacted or hit the batsman in the pad or any other part of the body, apart from the hands, obviously with the gloves and the bat. And then the wicket zone is all the three wickets, the off stump, the leg stump, and then the middle stump as well. So that's just um, what those two zones are. And also, another part of this rule is that the team asking for a review um, of... Uh, a call giving out or not out doesn't lose the review because if you watch the cricket and see the um, review if a team does review and they show up on the DRS it is deemed umpire's call under when it says hitting wickets um so for a player to be out the ball should or have to have to pitch in line or outside the off stump when a shot is offered and it must have an impact in line with the ball that is clearly going on to hit the stumps. So it has to go on to hit the stumps like every, um, like with every single LBW call, but it, um, it must be called by the umpire. So there's just a bit of explanation. And then this is quite a complicated rule, so I kind of have to explain it with an example. And one example that has occurred was um, today on the 90th December, 19th of December, not the 90th because the months don't go like that. The Steve Smith was extremely lucky in the second Ashes test in Adelaide, the day-night test. Um, as Steve Smith does, he does step, uh, step across from the leg stump over... Um, in front of the off stump line to protect the stumps and also to play the ball because he has very an, a very unorthodox technique. But he was called not out on his second ball. Stuart Broad bowled a ball and because Steve Smith was outside the line when the ball impacted him, it still went on to go hit the wickets. But the umpire deemed it not out. And the stepping captain of Ben Stokes um, decided to review it. And it said umpires call on hitting wickets. And this is because um, as a former uh, umpire said of Simon Taufel, he did say that because of Steve Smith stepping across the stumps, the ball hit him outside the line of the off stump. Um, and then... The umpire called it not out, and then because they did review it, it showed that it went on to hit the stumps, but um, it was not enough to overturn the umpire's not out decision, and because the umpire is given the benefit of the doubt with these marginal LBW decisions, it was not enough to overturn the decision, which is quite uh, quite 
unlucky for the luckless Poms. They are quite luckless these days or the last few tests against the Australians. So that's all we have time for on Obscure Rules. That is a very complicated rule, one of the best rules I think I've explained on this podcast yet. So that's all I have time for. Thank you for listening on this segment and on to the next. Welcome to Predictions, which is a very um, common occurrence on this podcast where I obviously predict something that is happening in the cricketing world. Today, um, in a few days, is going to be the Boxing Day Test, which is one of the most exciting um, tests that happens in the Australian Cricketing Canada calendar or just any cricketing calendar around the world. And it's even more exciting because it's an Ashes Boxing Day test. Um, and today I'll be predicting what the team will be chosen for the um, Ashes test. Now, I'll just read out what the team is for the Adelaide test, which is occurring um, as this podcast is happening. Um, Marcus Harris and David Warner were opening. Manus Labashane and uh, Steve Smith at three and four. Then Travis Head, Cam Green at six. Then we have Alex Carey, wicketkeeper at seven. Mitch Stark, Michael Nessa, Jai Richardson, and then Nathan Lyon. Now, because of some injuries and some COVID mishaps during the last few days, that mean that meant that Pat Cummins and Josh Hazelwood couldn't be the couldn't be in the team, which meant that Jai Richardson made his Test cricket return, and also that Michael Nessa made his debut in Test cricket. Although, because of the big three returning, Josh Hazelwood has been tipped to play in the Boxing Day Test. It was only a very um, minor. Um, side strength so he'll be fine and then also Pat Cummins will return and become the test captain once again which would be great to see um he was just he got off the jet today and then um he's returning to his family so he should be in Melbourne within the coming days back with his squad so that means that unluckily Michael Nessa and Jarrison will come out of the team in my opinion um and Marcus Harris hasn't really performed that well, so I might have to remove him. I don't really know, but I might. I'll remove him. So my eleven, in my opinion, is going to be Usman Khawaja. Um, he has had some past um, experience in opening in the Australian team, and every single time he has opened, he's been very convincing, very solid in his preparation and just his batting in any way and then David Warner obviously he's going to open again off the back of 95 and then Manus Labashain and Steve Smith at three and four are going to secure their spots either way off the back of Manus Labashain a, a century and a half century in the game and then Steve Smith with 93 and then Travis Head's pretty much security spot at number five so he'll come back in my opinion and then Cam Green he He's bowling quite well, but uh, and he recently just got a 31 not out, which is good for him. So hopefully he can return back to his um, best in the batting arena. And then Alex Carey, he's the wicketkeeper, so he has to be in. And then it'll be Pat Cummins, Mitchell Stark, Nathan Lyon, and then Josh Hazelwood. It, um, that's what the 11 will be. In my opinion, it is quite unfortunate that Michael Nestor and Jai Richardson um, will miss out, but I reckon that the big three will always do a job, and it is a big occasion. It is the Boxing Day test, and 
Hope, uh, hopefully, Marcus Harris will stay in the team, but in my opinion, he hasn't been performing up to his best standards, and uh, Usman Kawaja has been in great form, so give him a go. If he doesn't do great, then you can always just revert back to Marcus Harris, which is all right. But that's all we have time for today on predictions. Next episode, again, like always, we will reflect on the predictions that we had from prior weeks. Thank you for listening on the final segment of this podcast. Thank you for listening to the sixth episode of the Bailed Up podcast again with me, Albie. It was great to have you. Make sure you listen all the way through. Remember to share with everyone you know so then we can get this podcast up and running again. Like I've said in previous podcasts, yes, stickers are coming and my podcast will be coming out January the 2nd. So hopefully you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and get ready for a great Boxing Day test. It's very exciting time and watch the BBL and all the cricket around the world. So thank you for listening. I'll be back next year on the Bowed Up Podcast. Yeah.